0: We also found out Texas A and M fired their coach, and you're like, "This is a Big Ten podcast. Why does what does that matter?" Here's why that matters: With Texas A and M firing Jimbo Fisher, they have officially become the best job in town with the most money. For Michigan State, you had the leg up, but I think in the end, you I don't know who your guy is going to be, but Texas A and M has the oil money. They they're going to make sure that they get whoever they could get to become the best guy for the job, plain and simple. Um, I don't know if you're going to be going after the same people. Mike Elko, probably, he's probably going to be their main focus. And if that's the case, I'm trying to think. How, How can I put this? You're probably not going to get... Mike Elko. Texas A&M, oil money. If they want him, they can have them. Now, they may go after some other people. Uh, I think the uh, University of Texas San Antonio coach, UTSA, may another guy. Kind of off the radar, but he's young. They may go that route. Won't have to pay him that much, but he's very familiar with the state of Texas. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go big fish. Maybe this is the reason why Urban is balked and said, you know what, I'm going to wait and see. Maybe he was waiting on that phone call. I don't know. But if you're Michigan State, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people are just not happy with the coaching search. If you're a Spartan fan and why you wanted that home run higher urban Meyer, it wasn't the person urban urban Meyer represented an idea. And that idea was to get back into the pool, to get back to the big boy table, to get back to being relevant. With urban Meyer, with the playoff expanding to 12 teams next year, you had a shot, you had a chance. Urban could get a, be a quick turnaround, bring in another coach. Is kind of a ho-hum type of thing because the next coach will probably need, let's face it, two to three years. Now, what does that mean? It means that last year the team finished five and seven. This year the team may win one more game. So let's just say they beat Indiana. That means that the team is going to finish four and eight. It means that next year you're probably looking at another losing season and even maybe a six and six year after that, which means – four straight years of piss poor mediocrity, bad football in East Lansing. I don't think fans want to see that. That's why they want to jumpstart. It wasn't necessarily Urban Meyer, but Urban just meant he was a cheat coach. You could skip ahead. You could become relevant. You want to watch football games again. You want to see fun because right now football in East Lansing is not fun whatsoever. It's quite depressing. And knowing that you may have another two years of subpar football, which makes it four straight years. And if look for the new coach, the past two years was not his fault. But for Spartan fans, you don't get the do over. All four years have just been so bad that, yeah, I see that the next two years. Will probably be bad. You don't know who your you don't know who the head coach is gonna be, you don't know who the quarterback's gonna be, you don't know what recruits you're keeping, you don't know who you're gonna get out the portal. There's so many unknowns that it's hard to get excited for MSU football. That's what Urban Meyer meant. It wasn't the person, it was just the idea of skipping ahead in line. Whoever you pick as the coach, probably gonna start all over. Now, Jonathan Smith, the Oregon State coach, guys, once again. I'm not really feeling this guy because he hasn't ever crossed the Mississippi. I don't think he's crossed the Rocky Mountains. He it sometimes it can be a, you could be a good coach, but a bad fit, and it doesn't work out. See John L. Smith at Michigan State. See Rich Rodriguez at the University of Michigan. Sometimes you can be a really good coach, but the school and your coach just aren't a match. They don't fit, and you end up wasting three or four years. And now you've really set your program back. If you want to be a half, you want to be a big boy, you're going to have to go out and get a coach. I don't know who that guy is. From what I've gathered, it, it appears that Alan Haller, the AD, is looking at uh, previous coaching experience or current head coaching experience as a plus. I don't know where you go. I don't know where you look. Um, I'll probably come out with a podcast with a list of names, but. Realistically speaking, within two weeks, you need to kind of wrap this thing up. And sadly, because Texas A&M has jumped in there, they're about to go after some big name coaches. And now, because you haven't locked one up, they're your competition. Funny thing is, I mean, even though I think the game is passed and by, I was like, yeah, well, you know, somebody asked me, what about Jimbo Fisher? I don't know. Jimbo's a good coach. Whenever you coach in Texas, the state of Texas, Georgia or or Tennessee or Florida, if you're not winning a national title, then you're losing. It's the Ricky Bobby mentality of second place is first loser or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But you know what I mean? If you're not winning a national title, Jimbo did okay at a but he wasn't great it kind of reminds me of tom herman when he was at texas he did okay he just wasn't great a lot of coaches get run out of town doesn't mean they're bad but it does mean that maybe if you get in a better situation you could have better results i mean heck if james franklin coached at texas or florida or florida state or i'm trying to think or tennessee or Texas A&M, James Franklin would have been fired. He's 1-12 against top five teams. That means going into the game, you know he's going to lose a big-time game, which means at 1-12, he's never going to win you a national title. That's what that means. He would have been fired. So there's a list of names out there. I'll do a I'll do a pod just on MSU coaching names, but if you're MSU, you can't wait to hire a president. If you do that, you're just going to submarine your entire program if that's the case good luck trying to get fans to be interested because by the time you hire a coach he's going to be so far behind the a-ball if you thought when they hired Mel Tucker it was bad he got signed the day before signing day you may be hiring making that same mistake again which means you're gonna probably have to overpay and reach for somebody the only person happy about that is Jason Candle the head coach at Toledo because he's probably going to be the only guy who picks up the phone so late in the game because it's gonna be an upgrade for him But is he going to bring in players? He's already going to be behind the eight ball. It's going to be a lot like the 2020 year with Mel Tucker. Even though it was COVID, that was just a bad team that he had to flip. And then the next year, he caught lightning in a bottle with Kenneth Walker and made it fun. Can that next coach do that if you wait that long? So you can't wait to hire a president. You just got to go out there. You got to find a coach. And I think your your drop-dead date is probably – you know, by the Big Ten championship game championship week, which is December 2nd, if you don't have a coach by then, man, you're setting yourself really, really, really far behind and deep in the hole. So I have more on that coaching search later, but I just want to give a quick recap of the week. Oh, and by the way, I think uh, David Braun, interim coach for Northwestern, congratulations. If Northwestern doesn't hire you, they're a bunch of idiots. They're not as smart as I think that they are the fact that you already have them on the teetering on being bowl eligible after everything that went on in that program, you're the guy. You're the head coach. Don't overthink this, Northwestern. You got your guy. Make it happen. Lock him up because at this point, he may be the coach of the year in the Big Ten. If you look at everything that happened, he kept it together. If he makes it to the bowl game, if I had a vote, he's going to be my guy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep subscribing. Tell your friends. I'll be back a little bit later on this week. There's going to be more saga in Michigan. There's going to be MSU Coaching, Candidacy Podcast. Plus, I'm going to have Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network on later on in the week. So plenty to discuss in the Big Ten. But for now, I'm going to sign off. As I said, keep liking, subscribing, reviewing the five-star zone. I'm Rico Beard, your host. I will see you all later in the week.